0: Hello, my name is Paul Kitkat, and I'm here today with my friend and former colleague, Lazar Jamich. Together, we've worked for 30 years in the advertising and marketing industries, and we both have had pretty successful careers and learned to do some things that are useful and valuable, and we will talk about how they can become more useful and more valuable in the future in a moment. He and I have launched a website and an appeal to everyone in advertising to bring their skills to bear on the emergency that we find ourselves in right now. So please listen to what we've got to say in this podcast and respond. Let's talk about the fantasy that underpins the whole advertising and marketing business. The ad industry, the marketing industry as a whole, has created a fantasy that we've been living in for the last 50, 60 years or so. And it goes like this. We can have a world of permanent exponential economic growth, and endless extraction of natural resources. There is no limit to what we can consume. In fact, we need to consume. We need to consume excessively, because that will make us happy. It will make us happier than we've ever been. We will be the happiest humans that have ever existed on this planet. And the economy will grow forever and ever. 1.2 points, however many percentage points a year. There's no end to it. That's the world that we've been encouraged to live in. And governments conspire with this too. What happened when we had an economic crash in 2008? Did they put a stop to the behaviour that had led us there? No, they did not. They told us to go right back to borrowing money and spending it as quick as we could, because that was the only way that things would get better again. So it's not just advertising, but advertising has a huge part to play in this. It's a propaganda machine. We know about propaganda machines. We've seen them throughout history, especially in the 20th century, where they gave us the horrors of Stalinism, not to mention Nazism, and all those other isms that afflicted us. But now what we've got is consumerism, and advertising proposes that we can inhabit perennially sunny uplands of consumerist life. It will never be gloomy in the land of advertising. It's sweet, and charming in its way, to have such optimism. And we saw it on display right at the start of the pandemic, where there were a bundle of ads from all kinds of advertising agencies for all kinds of products, which were all essentially the same. They had the same music that tinkled along from minor to major key. They had the same kind of voiceover talking about how awful things were now, but how much we would learn that we depended upon each other and how important that was going to be in bringing us all back together. They told a story of optimism and hope, and there's nothing wrong with being optimistic and hopeful, but it has to be based on something. This isn't the place to go into what really happened during the pandemic and who turned out to be essential and who not, and who paid with their lives and who didn't. Anyway, advertising claims to be a creative business, and it's sexy and desirable, a great place to work. And it's true. It is creative. It is fun. We enjoyed ourselves. It also claims that it enables freedom of choice and speech. It promotes those options for us all. And it contributes to the economy. In the UK, it's the third largest creative industry And it has been estimated that it generates 10.5 million pounds of gross added value per hour. So that's the fantasy. That's the picture that we like to portray about the advertising industry and what it does for us all. It's all good. It's all happy. It's all great. There are no problems here. So that's a
1: fantasy that advertising would like us to believe in. But is it true? Well, when we look at what's happening around us, we realize that advertising is not exactly what it seems. First of all, it is a huge, very powerful mouthpiece. And it is a mouthpiece for one kind of capitalism, particularly, that actually promises eternal, aggressive economic growth, which we know is impossible. It is also an industrial system of scientifically organized seduction, as one of the academics once put it, that has weaponized social sciences to keep us all in a state of permanent want. And in that way, it preys on our cognitive biases, on our evolutionary and social structures and impulses for the purposes of extracting profit. It is generating perpetuating and exploiting various kinds of anxieties and it trains us to be impulsive, trivial, unreflective and selfish eventually. It has created a cast of specialist mythocrats, ad people, how we call them, who are ethically blind and even worse cynical towards any notion of responsibility. They are, and Paul and I used to be before, the dogs of more, Willing to serve anyone with a bag of cash. And as such, advertising has serious environmental, social, and individual consequences. It facilitates the flow of biosphere into waste. It is the sound of that monstrous destructive machine that is endangering us all. It stimulates planetary pollution with plastic and other materials, unsustainable exploitation of finite resources, and destruction of our common biohabitats and also creates cognitive pollution, we must not forget about that, leading to distractions from the important things in our life and replacing the meaning of life with unsustainable consumption. Advertising encourages, normalizes and stimulates ways of life that are damaging to our individual and collective well-being, unhealthy diets, addictions, debt, Darwinian status, obsession... And eventually, hyper individualism. And the consequences of that kind of thinking and that kind of stimulation are really all around us.
0: So, what's the solution? What do we want to do about this? Well, first of all, we don't want to kill the marketing and advertising industry. What we want to do is encourage the people who work in it to use our superpowers to make a change, to make it a more responsible industry. And to be clear, we don't think individual actions on the behalf of consumers are the thing that matters most here. Consumers like us would like to drive cars, but we would like less polluting and status driven ones. We want to buy things, but we probably want to buy less. We don't want to consume as much. And what we want is for the things that we buy to last longer. And we want to eat well, not more. We want it all to be more sustainable, and we're not alone in this. This is a mass movement across the planet. But what we need is action from the brands and the governments that really make a big difference here. And in order to do that, we're calling on the magic that the ad industry has at its disposal to create and use it for the good of the world and to make the industry start acknowledging it. We don't want there to be a view that there's no alternative, that the economic model that we live in is the only one. There is an alternative, and that's what we want to promote.
1: So what can we do, each and every one of us, on an everyday level? Well, there's many things that we can do. Let's start gently. Engage your colleagues, gently and personally, in conversations about the ad industries ethical stance in a cafe, at lunch, before the pitch, if you want to be really controversial. Create even a small wave of moral awareness. Turn at least a few stones, if nothing else. Just break the silence. Or initiate a meaningful debate about ethics in your agency, in your marketing department, if you're working on a client side. Talk about the NCS, what we call the Net civilizational score, not just the NPS the net promoter score, draw the line under all of the activities of your agency or your company, and see whether you are ecologically and ethically and morally in the black or in the red. Rock the boat with questions in webinars, conferences, and other public fora right talk about it, even the basic questions that the industry needs to start grappling with in your blogs, podcasts, and various other outlets that you may have uh, to make your voice heard. Contribute with comments on this topic in other people's blogs, webinars, LinkedIn pieces. And if you want, please do organize a forum about it. And do let us know. We'll be happy to help.
0: So those are some of the immediate actions, but there's something more pointed than that that we'd like to encourage. We've talked about the skills and powers that we've acquired over the years, and what we're suggesting now is that people who have those powers, put them to use to challenge the work that some of our clients have been up to. The big brands have got all the money, and they pay your salaries. And they're the ones that have made advertising agencies the wonderful places that they are. And that's great. What about the organisations that are doing something to stop all of the activities that are causing the damage to our planet and promote all the activities that will allow us to live wonderful future lives in which we don't destroy our environment? What about those people? Well, most of them don't have the money and the power that the big brands have, and certainly none of the influence over government. How else can you explain that it's OK to persuade the UK to open another coal mine and drill for more oil in the North Sea? Who's behind that? Who's making the money from that? No, the small voices of opposition that are getting louder and louder need your help, you creative people in advertising, they need you because at the moment they sound squeaky and small and they need the slick skills and presentations that you are so good at doing. You need to do that and you can do it pro bono in your own time and support their activities. That's how you're going to do some karmic offsetting and help to reverse the damage and to change the world for the better. There are all kinds of other things that you can do. You can be as active as you want. But what we're asking you to do principally is use your powers for good. Just
1: give something back. There are a lot of small players, a lot of people who are fighting for good causes that need our help and our talents. Give them pro bono to people who are fighting for climate action, protection of biodiversity, equality, and other socially beneficial topics, or... Fighting against social pollution in all forms, uh, from plastics, obesity, and gambling to excessive and mindless consumerism and Here we can really take a pick so many different topics, so many different targets that we can focus on, from gas guzzling four by fours to disposable fashion, and many many other socially um, destructive uh, ideas, practices, and causes. The world needs a help. The world needs our magic.
0: Since we launched this website, we've had some positive reactions, a lot of positive reactions from people within the advertising business. Because everyone who works in the advertising business knows that we're in a crisis and they would like to do something about it. There are lots of ideas out there and many of the things that are spoken about in this context are about changing your own individual behaviour. Let's just be clear about that. We can all do things that will make a small difference. And we probably should. If it helps us feel better about ourselves, okay. And actually, we're not here to talk about guilt. Guilt is useless. Guilt will not save the planet. Everybody over the last 50, 60 actually for the last 200 plus years, has been doing things that have contributed to the state of affairs we're in now. And for most of that time, nobody knew. Nobody realised what was going to happen. Voices started to be raised back maybe in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And some of the people who realised first what was going on were not individuals like you and me, but the big companies that were doing the damage. The oil companies. You can see from memos they published in the 70s and 80s, they began to be aware of what they were doing. And they took a decision eventually to do nothing about it, or actually not to do nothing about it, but to oppose the science that showed that their work, their activities, were damaging the climate in ways that were going to be devastating for all of us. They decided to invest their money in PR to defend their position and to cast doubt on the science. And you continued to hear that doubt being cast as recently as last year by people like Donald Trump. In the face of pretty much 100% agreement from all the scientists that climate change was real, that it was happening, and it was caused by human activity. And now what's happened is activists have changed from Denial to delay. Yes, we'll do something about it, but not yet. We'll carry on as we are for the moment. Why? Because that's where the money is being made. It always comes down to money in the end. So, yeah, individual actions will make a small difference, but the thing that will really make a difference is when the voices of opposition and change are as powerful and as persuasive as the voices for delay and denial. And we who work in the advertising business, we are persuasive. We have powerful voices. We have been used and we've been paid for by the forces of denial and delay. We've also worked for clients who have pushed in the other direction. But now what we have to do wholeheartedly is commit ourselves to using our superpowers for good. That's what Laz and I are talking about here. We're not talking about shaming you. We're not talking about you changing your diet. We're not talking about the kind of boiler you've got. We're talking about ways in which you can do what you do best to help to encourage the change that will make the difference. Yep, it's political. It's not party political. It's political because there are still forces of finance that are opposed to what we're trying to do here. Yes, it might get you in trouble at work because some of the brands that you work for are very much going to have to change their ways and it will cost them money to do it. But I believe, and Laz believes, that we can continue to lead wonderful lives with most of the things that we now enjoy very much, but in a way that doesn't damage and destroy the planet and all the life on it. And that's the most important thing of all. So, if you agree with us, join us. Do what you can. Add your voice, add your superpowers to try and make a difference. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to respond, and I really hope that you will, please email 168things at gmail.com. That will get to me and to Laz. I really look forward to hearing from you.